0: What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Awaken Project podcast. I am Blake Wright, and I'm joined with...
1: Stephen Wagner, as always. Good to be back with you, Mr. Blakey
0: Pooh. Yes, likewise, Stephen. Hey, real quick, something that's a trend that I've been dying to talk about is this whole idea of plant moms and plant dads. Oh have you heard of that?
1: God. I have.
0: Okay. What are your quick thoughts? What I mean, are let's my just thoughts? Well, I quick. mean... I guess
1: you've got regular parents, and then you've got dog parents, <laughs> and then I guess the third tier would
0: then be plant mom and dads. Third tier. They're the ones who want little to no responsibility.
1: Little to no responsibility, but you're still taking care of your, I don't know, your succulents. <laughs> I think that's the, the, yeah, the that's, thats the, the popular trend. plant. I, that's not my world at all. No. Um, me neither. I had some friends in college that were big into succulent plants. Um, yeah so cool good for them i don't know i at one point like if my midlife crisis winds up becoming like a
0: bonsai tree farmer like i'd be down (laughs) with that (laughs) dude i actually want one of those for my desk those things are sweet they're sweet i i feel like they're i feel like they're low maintenance i don't know i don't have one if you have a bonsai tree please send us a picture of it, like whether it be on Instagram or email or Facebook. We just want to see your bonsai tree.
1: Yeah, there's a, there's a little bonsai tree exhibit at the Chicago Botanic Garden. Oh and so there's all these, all these weird little bonsai trees. And for those of you that don't know what a bonsai tree is, this will be our one uh, fun <laughs> fact for the episode. It's, it literally just imagine like a miniature tree. Like it looks exactly like what you would imagine like I don't know, I look at some of them and think, like, that was totally pulled out of Avatar, like, the last Airbender yeah. series, and then just shrunk, like, a hundred times down.
0: Right, well, and, tree. Yeah. yes, and it's like a, uh, gosh, now that I'm thinking about it, I really want one for my desk, but people have them on their desks. Yeah, I want It'll one on my there. desk.
1: Yeah, but to get back to your point of the whole plant mom and
0: dad <laughs> thing, I mean. Are you down with it, or are you kind of like, what, what is happening to our generation
1: I mean, like, if it floats your boat, that's cool. I'm not trying to hate on it. I'm just also saying, like, I'm good taking care of myself right now <laughs> and not in anything leafy. So uh,
0: I think see, that's if where was, I land. It, So for for me, I don't think there's anything wrong with having a few plants and taking care of them.
1: Oh, nothing wrong I with a few plants. I think
0: once you start calling yourself a plant mom or a plant dad instead of a gardener. I think that's where I get confused. Or
1: is that like the? It's like the the millennial, 2020 version of being like a cat lady.
0: Gosh, uh-huh. that's the truth. You're spitting straight facts right now, Steven. Oh, really? Wow. That that Jeez. is the truth. People don't want cats no mo. They want them plants. And now we're
1: gonna get all the, the hate mail from all the cat owners that <laughs> listen.
0: That's that's true. There's 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 still some some cat people out there. Some shout loyal out, ones. Shout out to our cat people, wherever you are in the world. Yes, we're proud of you. At least you're not a plant, mom or dad. So we're proud of you. Blake's the one that's hating on y'all, plant mom and dads. I'm, I'm, Swit- I... I'm
1: Switzerland. I'm neutral. Y'all do your yes. thing.
0: Yes. Gosh, good for you. I'm not hating. I'm just, I don't get it. If, if you are a plant, mom or dad, and you could explain it to me in full detail, then maybe I might be on board. So that's where I'm at with the whole thing. I just couldn't believe it. It was trending on Twitter the other day. It's like trending on Instagram nonstop every day, all day. Stuff trends on
1: Instagram? Since when did stuff trend on Instagram? Dude, Steven,
0: you are behind the times. Wait, no,
1: I'm thinking now. I'm thinking, yep, okay. I was like, where do you find stuff? Because I haven't used Twitter in probably five years. Okay. I'm just like, I'm done with this. Yeah. And I I don't search for relevant stuff on Instagram. I just kind of dig through the same rabbit holes of, what do I dig through? I dig through college football. uh, Not no mo'. (laughs) <laughs> not, no, not no more. Not, no, not this year. <laughs> Old stuff. I got some worship stuff. And then I got a couple like nature animal threads that I like going through. Nice. And that's kind of that's my Instagram world. It's pretty sweet, actually. <laughs>
0: that's Well, hey, that's you know, it's a small Instagram world. I wish that I lived in the small Instagram world. I'm not saying I live in this massive one. But I will say it's my go-to social media app. Like, Instagram is where I live.
1: Oh, it's mine, too. And I, I do see stuff, like, from other people that I follow. I'm, I'm, I'm with it enough to, you know, I guess, be uh, relevant,
0: relevant. There you I go. guess, to, to
1: be aware of what's going on. We'll go with that yeah. one.
0: Yeah. But okay. I don't
1: digest that stuff willy-nilly on my own. Let's yeah. Let's just put it that way.
0: That's fair. I, I got you. I, you know, I just want to someday... Have an Instagram model account where We're, I'm modeling.
1: But you're gonna be an influencer?
0: I don't know if I like the term influencer, but I do wanna be an influencer for toe socks. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. One, my toes are jacked, so <laughs> I don't think it would work, but are you kidding, man, Jack, if I could be.
1: Jack, jacked as in, like, honkers or jacked as in, like, <laughs> we got some definition on these bad boys here. Dude, you do some jacked, curls?
0: D- dude, jacked is in, like, they look terrible. Oh. And my one toe is taking over my other on one foot, and my pinkies definitely ride the ring toe.
1: Oh, okay, 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 so okay. they okay, are yeah, rough. Yep,
0: yep, yep, great. <laughs> Mm, that's what I mean that's by jack. Recorded forever, lovely. Yes it is. So right. there's a good image of my toes everybody. <laughs> my wife my wife won't let me wear sandals. That's how bad my feet. <laughs> are. She will not let me wear open toe sandals. I have to wear shoes or I really gosh, I I don't know why she has this rule, but I can't wear Crocs. So I love Crocs. Love them to death, but she won't let me wear Crocs, but she also won't let me wear sandals. So the only in between is a shoe, or S M H. Jeez, so you so you need like a toe donation or something? You need toe, yes, you need a toe yes. donor. Yeah, dude. If if anybody is wanting to be a toe donor, hit me up. I am in desperate need. Desperate need. I'm gonna leave that one up to you. I yeah. <laughs> oh, come on, Steven, You got a toe to spare? Let's go. I hold up. Let me. I'll get back to you on that one. I gotta figure <laughs> out which one I can spare. Perfect, dude. Oh, man. Anyways, okay. Dude, so just real quick, we we always do this towards the end of the episode, but I want to switch it up. Hey, if you are somebody that listens to the Awaken Project podcast on a regular basis, we want to say thank you. Uh, Thank you for listening in. Thank you for tuning in. We also would encourage you to go and rate the show on itunes also if you are listening to this for the first time maybe maybe it's the second time and you haven't subscribed on itunes or followed us on spotify please go and smash that subscribe button i'm just kidding i don't like i don't like that so that's why i had to say it but hit the subscribe button go like, tap hit, it with enthusiasm it. what is the correct term touch Hit it's it gotta be touch i think it's hit hit it smash like, that hit subscribe that subscribe
1: button, button bro
0: Gosh, Something the like YouTubers that. that say smash it, I'm like... Smash it. But then I would, I would wreck break my phone. Break my screen. Like, yeah, I would break...
1: That's <laughs> an expensive smash. repair, dude. Yeah, okay. Hulk smash. <laughs> so yeah, subscribe to us. That'd be great. Yeah, we could, we'd really appreciate be cool.
0: it. Yeah, and in, in you, by rating the show, uh, it actually helps us to be found easier. So we greatly appreciate you listening in and, and hearing what we have to say, uh, whether it be about toes or... Uh, about jesus we appreciate the listens either way um, absolutely so blake yes i yes. think it's
1: time for us to roll into the actual content of the episode
0: <laughs> let's go
1: okay so today's episode we're going to be talking about christian pop culture mm. hoo. <laughs> And so, Blake, you're the one that had the idea for this episode, so I'll let you
0: do the initial
1: the initial uh, spark notes overview of what exactly we're talking about today.
0: Yeah, for sure. So, well, first and foremost, the reason that this whole thing kind of dawned on me as an idea, it's going to be a two part series, and the next episode uh, is going to be probably the it's going to be the climax of this whole entire series. Um, not to say that what we're going to talk about now is irrelevant. But anyway, like
1: if you listen to today's episode and you're like, man, there's just something missing here. That means you got to listen to the one that comes out in two weeks. So yeah, thank you. That's
0: it. Yeah. So I was super intrigued by how many Christians in the, uh, I don't even know, like the pop culture world, maybe. Um, I don't know how to define them. I don't want to say celebrity Christians, but, um, what did you What did you say? You said that I they said, were well known, just well Christians. known Christians. Yeah, I think yeah. that's fair. Okay, so, anyways, there were there were a few that were in the public eye, and they renounced their faith. And I found it super interesting. And of course, when they renounced their faith, they went into a story about why they did so. Uh, so I went down this rabbit trail of reading kind of a handful of stories and listening to a handful of stories, and just to give you a few uh, names that. You may have heard of Rhett and Link from Good Mythical Morning. They were actually really involved in the church. They were a part of crew back in college. Um, gosh, Joshua Harris, I think. I think it's Josh. I don't know. The dude that wrote I Kissed Dating Goodbye. Um, he was a pastor. He wrote this book, ended up renouncing his faith, getting a divorce, and now he's kind of in the spotlight for renouncing his faith. It's kind of a sad thing. Uh, there's a songwriter out of Hillsong. Uh, he wrote m- most of the hits. He renounced his faith. Uh, somebody that I thought of yesterday that I didn't mention uh, to Stephen yet, Michael Gunger. Um So they were huge. He's like a musical genius. Him and his wife are, and they m- wrote many, many Christian albums, but they renounced their faith. So anyways, there's a lot of them. So it, it just intrigued me. And my thought, for most of these stories, actually, uh, I kind of heard one thing, and the the thing that they kind of all had in common was they were, be, they were a part of faith and they wanted to get to know who Jesus was because other people were telling them that they need to. Uh, but also, on top of that, they were very attracted to the way certain people, like certain Christian leaders in their lives lived uh, and the material things that they had. So I was like, Stephen, let's talk about this, man. Uh, so we're going to do a little bit by defining Christian pop culture in our own terms. There's not really a set uh, definition for it online. We're going to talk about being part of Christian culture versus growing in faith. Um, and then the third thing is about how it's not about you. So let's kick this off, Stephen. What, uh, what do you think, man? Let's define Christian pop culture. I think we kind of define it a little bit differently, which is unique and awesome. So go ahead and uh, let's hear your take.
1: So Christian pop culture, according to Steve Wagner, as of Thursday, August thirteenth, two thousand and twenty, just to put a timestamp on it. <laughs> uh, just to kind of give a a quick definition here, when I think of Christian pop culture, I think of people that do identify under the label of Christian or Christ follower or uh, follower of the way of Jesus Christ. Uh, people that also happen to be very well versed in what is considered to be uh, popular in the eyes of the world in terms of fashion, in terms of ideologies, in terms of anything that is trending uh, in today's day and age. Hmm. Um, And so I think when we look across a lot of our Christian spheres of influence, we do have uh, some people that just kind of they're in their own little church world, they're not really sure what's going on out there in in the grand scheme of things, but there are some people that are very much uh influential. They're maybe even trendsetters. They're the ones that are uh setting the stage for where exactly pop culture is, is headed. Um and I think there is a huge percentage, honestly, of at least in the United States of America, people that identify uh, with the Christian brand, for se. if we're gonna uh, brand, honestly, is probably a good word to use for this episode. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, people that have come to specific churches, uh, maybe because of the the culture that they are, they're already familiar with, out in their day to day lives, and then they see that in the church are thinking like, oh, I didn't know the church could look like that. Wow, I want to go check this out. And so the people then, therefore, that are creating that culture are the ones that are kind of. At the forefront of it, and we'll be kind of mm. touching on on those types of people. That that general trend movement. Today. Yeah, yeah. And that's how I see it. So.
0: Yeah, so for me, and uh, actually, I was struggling to define it, but I think when I think of Christian pop culture, I think of it more in terms of evangelism and outreach. Um. Reason being is because I look back and I I think when I was in middle school, the shirt, Jesus is my homeboy. uh, Yeah, it's that one. Let's go. Dude, yeah. So that was like this huge controversial shirt. It probably still is, but you would get it from Hot Topic or Spencer's. And I remember in seventh grade, there was somebody that I was, uh, it was like a youth leader, I believe, um, in my foggy seventh grade memory. Um, who said that that they saw somebody with that shirt on at like a camp or something. And they said that that is the most disrespectful and rude shirt that anybody could ever buy. And I was like, why? I mean, yeah, yeah. So they were totally offended because, um, they didn't believe that Jesus should be viewed as a homeboy. They should be viewed as a savior. Um, which I, I agree with. I do remember that part. Um, but I think that on the other side of it as well, um, we are called to have a relationship with Jesus. I mean, I think we do need to define and remember that he is Lord and he is God. Like he's not just, you know, another Stephen to Blake or, you know, so on and so forth. But at the same time, um, (laughs) you're smiling. I smile that means like, I'm your homeboy. Let's go. (laughs) Right, right. Um, And so I guess it's just remembering that, I don't know. Remembering who Jesus is at the top, you know, like he's he is Lord, he is savior, he is the one who saved us. Um he is our friend and he is, you know, there is totally that relationship peace. Um but the emphasis should be on savior. So that's why I think that they were offended. I don't know. They this was like once again I'm talking out of foggy 7th grade Blake memories. Um yeah, that's what, like, what? Oh, dude, how old you in seventh grade? Third, so fourteen years ago. Oh, gosh! Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Does time fly by? Anyways, uh, especially right now for us, I think that in the the world that we're living in, with social media, with Facebook, with YouTube, all these things. Um, the other part of Christian pop culture is, I think very much material-based, so these things that pastors wear or, and and this isn't a knock against them um, or anything, uh, but things that they wear might attract people and bring them into the church, and, uh, you know, we trust that the Spirit's going to move in their lives, but um, we just hope that the basis of their faith in it, it's starting out, isn't, isn't based upon the material that the pastor's wearing on stage, so I don't know. I I know that I kind of went a little bit sideways with that definition, but essentially my thought is uh, when I define Christian pop culture, it's using pop culture things uh, as an outreach tool to lure people into the Christian faith. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah, in a nutshell. And I think, well, what people
1: forget about too is that in pop culture, in things that people are looking at, there's a ton of opportunities for evangelism, not just in what people are wearing, what you might see on a stage, but thinking about, like, movies, uh, TV shows. I mean, there are a ton of gospel narratives all throughout, like, for example... That is true, right. Like, think, like, Lord of the Rings. Go watch that, and you can find a lot of biblical themes just in Lord of the Rings, you know?
0: Um... I think that that was written, though, based off of Scripture, if I'm not mistaken.
1: Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, J.R. Tolkien and C.S. Lewis were homeboys. There you go. There's a good they were <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah. C.S. Lewis is my homeboy. Yes. The, yeah. wonder what words C.S. Lewis would use, like synonym, his synonym for homeboy. That's another topic for another day, <laughs> but just out of curiosity. You and your brain. I'm thinking, man, I'm thinking, but yeah, so like there's, there's tons of opportunities to engage and ultimately like evangelism is a huge part of what followers of Christ should be, you know, worried about. I mean, it's kind of, it is part of the great commission. It's not all of it, but it is a certainly, it's like, it's the part that gets, I think, taken the, the most literally seriously, literally and seriously. There you go. Um, And so like, so Blake, I know you're a big fan of Elevation Church. Love Elevation. Out of your words, okay. And so, um, lead pastor of Elevation Church, if you don't know him already, his name Stephen Ferdict. Super cool dude. Uh, he sat down a couple years ago in this little mini series on YouTube called "The Elephant in the Room." I believe that's what it's called. Uh, yep. There was one particular session where. He, He was sitting across the table from Matt Chandler, who is lead teaching pastor at the Village Church down in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, Uh, and they were having a conversation about um, evangelism versus teaching, more or less, in the church, so what you should focus on. And so Matt's more of the the teaching side. You're going to make sure that people are well-versed in scripture, more of kind of the the sanctification side of church, and then Stephen Furtick is much more the evangelism, just making sure that people know Jesus, they've heard the gospel, all that good stuff. And Mm -hmm. so what winds up happening, at least in a place like Elevation, is they focus so much on the evangelism. And what we've been talking about here, that means there's a really, really large opportunity for the material world to become... Uh, a focal point of that evangelism for people to be right, drawn right. in and ultimately to hear the gospel. That's important. Yeah. However, other side of the coin that is also important is that once people are in the door, they have heard, received the gospel, all that good stuff, then they also are taught well and they begin to mature in their faith. Two yeah. distinct but equally important sides of the coin. Right. And so I guess my point with that is um is, and I guess as we go through pop culture, is that maybe right now in some spheres we're seeing too much of of the emphasis on just kind of that initial hit of Christian dopamine per se, and we've kind of lost sight of the the follow up process. Hmm. I think that's hmm. one of the themes that we'll be talking about as we, as we continue through this episode. So
0: yeah, yeah, and I think you kind of I mean you're transitioning us into the next point of being a part of Christian pop culture versus growing in faith. Um, not to say, <laughs> thumbs up, thumbs up. Uh, not to say that uh, that you can't grow in your faith if you're a part of Christian pop culture. I don't want that to be like the the thing you're thinking of because I think that it's possible. I mean, I think that these, these big time pastors who are decked out in ice and freaking Yeezys, they're reaching people in their spit and they're spitting truth. I mean, Stephen well, and I listen to them.
1: And like, well, here's the thing: people like people forget that you know, like, like take someone like like TD Jakes, which like he's like mm-hmm. he can preach, man. Like, I don't agree with everything that he says theologically, but like the dude can preach, and also like he's got mm-hmm. he's got degrees to back it up. Like he knows his stuff. Yeah, you know? yeah. So like these people, they're not just like they just they're not random. You know, they didn't right. just kind of pop up overnight. Or like we were talking about Mike Todd. Yesterday, I mean, like the dude is for real, for real, you know, yeah. And he yeah. spent years and years and years refining his craft, and then it, you know, all of us were like, Who is this? He just popped up out of literal nowhere, right, you know, right. like, no, 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 that, that process took a while, you know. Just the rest of us that weren't woke to the Mike Todd train,
0: we uh, yeah, we were awakened, so yeah, yeah, and that's that's true. So, I think, um, and especially. Okay, so kind of backstory. So this is a this is totally a touchy topic within the denomination that I'm a part of uh, because it kind of grinds against what we believe theologically, and I would agree with it too. So the whole idea that you know the word creates faith, and in the hearing of the word creates faith, and that's where we trust the Spirit uh, to essentially quote unquote Stephen woke people um, to awaken. Woke- W- awaken to be woke you know it's kind of part there, of the it's kind of part of the podcast name blake i'd hope you can <laughs> conjugate that verb correctly awaken but i like there's woke christianity going woke on so that's relevant Oh, there is, yeah that too we'll we'll have to talk about that sometime okay but uh yeah to awaken people to who jesus is and, and what he's done um and so when you hear when you when you look at pop culture and the pastors who are you know decked out and all these things uh a lot of times, it's it comes across in a poor way because uh, there's certain friends that I have who've said this. You know, like why people are going to church because of the way that pastor dresses instead of what he's preaching. And I'm like, I don't, I don't think you can determine that. I don't think you can say that. Um, but they do draw in an audience in a crowd because they're not dressed in you know collared shirts and uh, in robes. You know, it is different. Um, So anyways, I think that my main point is you can grow in your faith and still be a part of pop culture, and you can be a pop culture person who is into Christianity. I just, my whole point in in my thought process is, uh, in in next episode it'll make more sense, if what brings you to Christianity and what you're after is the pop culture side, the materialistic side, then that's the wrong thing to be chasing. Yeah. there's a there's a quote here from Relevant. Hold on, I gotta scroll up to the author, Billy Kangas. This is from 2014, and uh, this it, it's more about evangelism. But um, he made a great point. He said the problem is that in the context of American evangelicalism, ooh, big word, big word, uh, evangelicalism. Where religious images are often absent, pop culture representations of the faith can become the formative symbols and images that a faith community encounters. People begin to actually see Jesus primarily through the lens of materialism and pop culture, both of which, by their very nature, are constantly in flux. As a result, evangelical faith becomes faddish, salvation is a style, and praise is a phrase. Uh, so I thought that that was interesting. Well, because you hear people ever say, like, praise. Like, oh, we got that McDonald's. Praise. Praise up. Yeah, praise up. Can I get up, a shout of praise
1: up. up in this place?
0: I don't know. I, I, think that, I think that that's pretty spot on. I mean, Blessed was big in 2015. I think it's still big now. But they were making shirts that said blessed and mm-hmm. all that stuff. So I think that that was a... I think that was well said. I mean, he continues on and he says, you know, when the church employs superficial symbols to communicate the gospel, the gospel can only take hold of people in a, on a superficial level. Dude, how? I, he's <laughs> not wrong. He's not wrong. There's, th- there's how definitely truth dude is there, that? You know? Yeah. So this dude's like kind of shooting the shot, whatever. But his whole point, and I agree with it, is that if you're being driven to the church for what the pastor's wearing— and you're going for the wrong reasons. Um, well,
1: let let's make a distinction here. So, that if you are going to a church for the first time because of what a pastor's wearing, and you have like no, you have no clue like what this whole Jesus thing's about, I'd say that's all right. We got a spirit working on somebody's life, drawing them into the church. That's a good thing. And that spirit doesn't leave that person after the fact. I think what becomes the problem is then after, like after you have heard the message of the gospel, then you are put in a different category of of believers per se that like hmm. in in oh my gosh, let me try and find the scripture real fast here. But um in one of Paul's letters, I mean he he talks about how certain punishments um to people assigned with the task will be more or less severe depending on whether or not they already knew what they were supposed to be doing. So if you, kind of like making a mistake for the first time, well, if, if that was your first time attempting something, trying to do whatever, then, alright, if you didn't get it right, that was your first time. But, you know, I heard all my athletic coaches tell me this all throughout high school was like, don't make the same mistake twice. Don't make the same mistake twice, right? Same concept here with what, what Paul's saying. Like, if you if you're aware of what's going on here, if you are uh, well, let's say woke to the gospel. Then guess what? You you're held to a higher expectation, right? You know? right. and I think that's and what I think that's what you're getting at, right? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, totally. And I don't think that this is something that I'm, we're you saying to you. Talk. I'm gonna find the scripture real fast. Upset, <laughs> upset, <laughs> upset anybody? But I just think it's it's very important because once again, the next episode you're gonna hear this a lot. Uh. From the people that have renounced their faith, it, it seemed that they were trying to chase after a trend rather than who Jesus is, and that is the that is the part where most people fall. Um, I I shouldn't say that. Gosh, I can't assume that, and I can't uh, say it like that. But through the people that we've heard from via the ones that are in the spotlight, um, that's where they have fallen, and we'll we'll. You know, you can go and listen to their stories online if you have the time. I think Rhett and Link, it's like, gosh, they're both an hour long. So if you have two hours of your life to go listen, uh, Michael Gunger. I, that one's kind of, uh, more of a article. And then, uh, John, oh, we didn't mention him, but, uh, John Steingart, I think is how you say his last name. He's the old lead singer of Hawk Nelson. He posted this huge long thing on Instagram. Um, and then the, yeah, the other two, I mean, I think it's Josh Harris, uh, He's got an interesting one. He's actually got quite a few documentaries out on YouTube about why he renounced the faith, and then the last one that I mentioned was the Hillsong writer. I think there's a couple articles around his as well. Um, so, anyways, this that that will transition us into our next point, Stephen. Yeah. Uh, unless you want to hang on that last one.
1: No. Nah, well, I, so the first the first thing that that popped up, which is it's it's on the lines, or There's not. it's not what I'm thinking of, but it's, uh, I'm looking at Luke twelve forty eight. Uh, the verse itself, this is out of the NIV, uh, but the one who does not know and does things deserving punishment will be beaten with few blows. From everyone who has been given much, much will be demanded, and from the one who has been entrusted with much, much more will be asked. Mm. Um, so that's out of just the section on watchfulness, uh, but essentially just that, what i was just trying to articulate that if you're new to this thing all right we get it you're new but if you've been in it for a little bit then all right we're gonna expect a little bit more out of you you know we're gonna challenge you in that yeah Yeah. (laughs) and that and that's tough i think we actually blake we had a a discussion on an earlier episode i can't remember which one or at least we had it in your car and i can't remember if we mentioned it on here but just kind of like how do you how can you tell somebody is like quote unquote like for real in their faith you know? Mm, and, yeah, yeah. and like, how I think can, it was the last episode. Was it was at the last episode. Okay. Yeah. And so like, ultimately the the conclusion that we landed on was that you can't go up to somebody and say, Hey, you're professing the name of Jesus. Therefore you have to do this, this and this. We don't have that authority. Only God has that authority. However, we do have the responsibility to hold our brothers and sisters accountable. So first, that means taking the the log out of your own eye before you try to remove a speck out of somebody else's. Um, but then saying like, "Hey, man, just kind of seems like you're kind of riding the status quo there." You know, how's it going? How can I help you? How can I pray for you? All that kind of stuff. So that's yeah, a, that's yeah, another yeah. conversation. But like, right, right. The, so that's the that's, th- yeah. yeah.
0: It's big, man. I mean, that's that's a lot of that's that's something that a lot of Christians struggle with is. We're the first to judge, right? We're the first one to notice the, the, the speck in somebody else's eye. Um, and but how do yeah. we how, how do we define who's a Christian and who's not? I actually asked some of my seminary friends that, and they the answers are all across the board. So um, yeah. I'd be interested to know what you think on that. Well, if you send us a message on that, we would love to hear your thoughts.
1: Yeah. Well, and thinking kind of, I think I mentioned this yesterday too when we were talking, but I mean something that and this is kind of going back to one of my points, like about 20 minutes ago. Um, but if someone were to look at the, the circles of Christianity that Blake and I come from, which would be uh, primarily Lutheranism, um, Blake yeah. works in an LCMS church right now. I grew up in an ALCA church. I haven't uh, identified as an, or attended That's probably a better word attended a Lutheran church in about five years consistently. I've kind of bounced around all over the place and, um, but that's definitely our bread and butter background for sure. Um, if someone were to look at us, they'd definitely question, I think, our evangelism uh, as as kind of a, a flavor of Christianity per se. Uh, I don't think Lutherans are particularly the best at outreach. It happens. Um, but in terms of like day-to-day relational outreach, I think we could improve on that front. And so maybe they're thinking like, oh, they're just like, they're out-of-date Christians. They... They're just kind of doing the same things that they've always been doing and they haven't gotten their head out of the sand, you know. And so somebody could maybe hold the same question against us while we're sitting here with microphones in front of our faces saying, you know, you people that are really into the pop culture there. You sure y'all know what's going on? Are you really woke? You know, it goes both ways for sure. We're just the one. we're, We're on our side right now and hopefully it's not a side it's it's you know we're not trying to create division here but just like we're we're here with what we know with what we see and and this is us expressing that you know and so if you're someone that relates to us pretty easily then you're like the questions that we're asking might be questions that you ask or if you're someone that maybe comes Mm -hmm. from a different uh different part per se of or a different upbringing upbringing you might be like well hmm I hear what you're saying, but here's a different thought And you can you can send us an email or send us a, yeah a yeah Facebook love to, yeah,
0: we love conversation and dialogue, also, just to clarify, man, I love pop culture, <laughs> so yeah. this is a hard, challenging topic for me too, you know, like especially being in ministry, how do I make i mean every church struggles with this, but how do we make things attractive yet appropriate for what we're trying to do? Um, how do we make it deep? And and wide. I mean, Andy Stanley wrote a book on it. Um, How do we make sure that, you know, we're able to hit the audiences that we're wanting to while also uh, making sure that the gospel is at the forefront? Um, It's a hard thing to balance. And I, yeah, anybody who knows me knows that I love the latest trends and knows that I love pop culture. So that's just a little bit about me. Um, So this is a challenging podcast for me because I have to ask myself questions, even as we're having this conversation. Um, But okay, transitioning to the, into the last point and wrapping this up, Uh, it's not about you. Shoot, Um, this is this is a hard one. This is <laughs> this is a tough one to swallow. We probably should have done the le- the next episode first and this one last, but hopefully this will come make well, you come back. For we more. have committed, we have, <laughs> I know, I know. We here committed. we are, here we so, are. Well, That's Blake, right.
1: when, I mean, so we don't have to we don't have to make this particularly long, and I. We'll we'll try and avoid preaching here at the end. We'll try the the whole ramble. Yeah. Thing. Um, yeah. But for... I think for all intents and purposes, when we say it's not about you, we could also just say it's all about Jesus, right? Yeah. And yeah. that's not us trying to uh, sugarcoat or take the Bible, the, vac- or the vacation Bible school, Sunday school, and serve, yay, Jesus, and then just, mm-hmm. you know, call it a day. Well... Hopefully, everything that we've been saying up to this point can lead to this point. And if not, we're going to try and clarify some loose ends right now with that. Yeah. So, Blake, I'll give you the, the first stab. Okay. The Gosh, when you,
0: say it, when you say it like that, it's all about Jesus. I like that. So, uh, something that I, well, two parts. The first one is, it's all about Jesus. So, if the the place that you're going to or the thing that you're, in as far as faith community that you're attending if if it is a material attraction thing uh, a pop culture attractional thing um and you get there and it's just continuously about you know the pastor and what they wear what they do what you know all about them and it's not about jesus i would say i would challenge you and say hey look for a new place um because it, it is all about jesus it's it's cool like yeah, let's use Steven Furtick and Mike Todd, for example. Man, they, they point it back to Jesus, in my opinion and what I've heard. I think so, so, yeah, they're, they're, they're decked out in new sneakers and coats and whatever, and they have nice cars, but they do point it back to Jesus. Um, I know that a lot of people are going to feel different about that. That's fine. Just know that that's where I stand, um, and I'd love to have a conversation about it with well, you. and
1: like I don't know. I was like, So when I was still in Spain, I was having a conversation with a buddy of mine from college. And he told me that he started to, you know, explore and actually, like, you know, consider even, like, like God is being real because he heard a Mike Todd clip, you know? Mm, like, this yeah, stuff that's works, crazy. you know? And I feel people, like, I don't know, I feel like people that dis- dismiss that just right off the cuff as, like, have you ever talked to someone that's actually been impacted by that? Like,
0: it's hmm. it, it's real, you
1: know? Yeah, Like, he, yeah. like he, he knows what he's talking about. It's good stuff.
0: Yeah, it's so. big. I agree. Um, and then the other side, like, it's not about you. Um, it, 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 it isn't about it. Just Yeah, it's not, it's about Jesus. It's about what Jesus has done for you. Um, it's about all that he has given you. It's about him going to the cross, taking on your sin, dying, and then being raised back to life so that you can have life, um, everlasting life um, and have freedom in that. So, I think over and above everything that we've talked about, and I think I've said that a couple times, but this is, I think this is the main one. Um, man, just chase after who Jesus is and, you know, dive into the Bible, read about it, read about him, and, you know, let the spirit work. Um, don't chase after the pop cultural trends. Uh, don't chase after, you know, who's the the hottest preacher right now. I, I would argue and say that Kanye is. That's just me. Oh, um, man. Oh, kidding. boy. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But he, I would say he's, I don't I know. Think I, don't, lost, I think we just lost all of our listeners. We is, lost is, everybody. Yeah, they're, they're gone. I'm, <laughs> I'm kidding. I don't know where I stand with Kanye yet. I think we'll figure that out someday. Maybe we'll have a conversation on here about it. But my my encouragement in in my last little bit, and then, Stephen, I'll let you wrap this thing up, is don't look at what the pastor's wearing Uh, don't look at the, um, the fullness. Don't, don't look at the entire environment of the church. I would encourage you to look at Jesus. And if the gospel is being preached in an appropriate way, that is what you should be chasing after. That is what you should be looking for, whether that's in a faith community or just in things that you follow on social media. Um, that's my encouragement. So anyways, Stephen, wrap this thing up. I've talked enough.
1: Okay, I'll I'll do my best here. So, yeah, to stick on the it's not about you, it's all about Jesus train. I um, think something that we haven't quite mentioned that we probably should mention, um, all the things that may be used to attract people to a church, uh, to be welcomed into a community at first glance, those are all good things uh, for a time, but they will not last forever. They will end And it's just a matter of time until we are willing to acknowledge that. Um, A lot of things that we use to interact with each other, they may be good for a season, and then we might wear the welcome out, some along those lines. Um, And then just acknowledging that material things, you know, anything that is, you know, created by, by the world eventually will fall, you know. And so what I think we forget with Jesus is that he's not going anywhere and that's not us, that's not me at least trying to say that he's just going to keep waiting and out, waiting and waiting and out just to, you know, to get you, right, to make sure that you're, you're back on track. No, well, like he'll be there waiting for you to, to eventually, you know, wrap you back up into his arms and say, hey, you know, I got you. I think, I think, doing these things doing these things doing your life this way my way because of what I've already done for you right that's where you're going to see the fulfillment that you've always been been looking after and, and one scripture too that I want to tie in here real fast so I'm looking at Acts chapter 17 right now this is when Paul is hanging out in Athens and he this is in verse 22 and 23 um he stands up in this meeting, and he says, People of Athens, I see that in every way. You are very religious. Congratulations. This is, so that's 22. 23. For as I walked around and looked carefully at your objects of worship, I even found an altar with this inscription, To an unknown God. So you are ignorant of the very thing you worship, and this is what I'm going to proclaim to you. This is 24 now. The God who made the world and everything in it is the Lord of heaven and earth, and does not live in temples built by human hands, and he is not served by human hands as if he needed anything. Rather he himself gives everyone life and breath and everything else. And so he keeps going on, he, he preaches a little bit to the people of Athens, but this just kinda of along the lines there of, of verse twenty four that like, listen, God's God, he doesn't need our help. He's made everything it's about yeah. time that you all acknowledge that God is God, right? Right. And when we tie that back into what we've been talking about here. Like sure, we have I think people, humans, we've come up with some cool ways to relate to each other, to interact with each other, um whether that be through pop culture or other means. We're not here to say that anything that comes out of Christian pop culture is inherently wrong. I hope that we've made that message clear, right? that God still works through that stuff. And honestly, there's some stuff out there that's really, really effective, right? Um, but at the end of the day, that stuff still won't hold truth. And so if you are trying to find that, if you're trying to fill that, that cavity in your soul that you just intrinsically know is floating around in there somewhere, that if the stuff that you find on your Instagram feed or the stuff that you are dependent on in terms of uh your community itself, literally the materials they're made out of, you're going to wind up being empty if you're not filling yourself with the person of Jesus. And ultimately what he's done on the cross for you, and hopefully the the way that, I think I've mentioned this before in other episodes too, but the way that at least that I know the gospel has truly made a new creation in me is when, not the moment where I like, I quote unquote accept Jesus all over again, but just I have that, that tension, that pressure right in the middle of my chest where I have to admit to myself, ah, oh, dang it, yep, I can't do this on my own. Mm. I have failed, and that's I good. need help, you know? Yeah. And that's those are the moments that I think we should be looking for when it comes to actually, you know, having uh, Christian followers of Christ, brothers and sisters, in our life is when those moments are the ones that become apparent. Those are the ones that become expressed. Those are the moments that are the ones that ultimately guide one's life, not mm-hmm. the culture surrounding it. There's yeah, my sh- that's there's good. there's my shtick.
0: Thanks, Stephen. Yeah, so if you, uh, I, I we kind of threw a lot at you, but we do want to hear kind of your thoughts on this topic. I think it's interesting, and everybody would define it differently and view it differently. So please send us a message. Uh, via Instagram, via Facebook, or via email. Um, we do have those. So it's theawakenproject.us at gmail.com. That's our email. Uh, you can also find us on Instagram. It's theawakenproject.us and Facebook. I think it's just the Awaken Project. Just the Awaken Project. Yep. Yeah. Go give that a follow. So we got to, we say this every episode, and I know it's mainly me, but we got to uh, give this those some love. and uh, and whatnot but we're there and we're active on them so we do read messages and we do reply so please shoot us some thoughts that you have on this episode uh, that honestly that could be helpful for us as we record the next episode Um, sorry my iPad was falling over so I had to catch it Uh, (laughs) you heard panic in my voice Um, but yeah thank you so much for tuning in and listening to us and supporting us Uh, Hey, if you are interested in actually sponsoring the Awaken Project podcast, please shoot us an email. We got some stuff, uh, different tiers of sponsorship and what those look like. Um, And also, if you are somebody who maybe wants to start podcasting and be a part of the Awaken Project network, uh, we would love to have a conversation with you about what that would look like. Uh, So shoot us an email, theawakenproject.us at gmail.com. So with that... Uh, Thanks for tuning in to the Awaken Project podcast. My name is Blake Wright. And my
1: name is Stephen Wagner, and we will catch you all next time. See ya.